Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Welcome, everybody, to the next Class Warfare. Man, it feels like a while since we've gotten together to go ahead and do one of these, but but here we are. We are about to go ahead and begin our bard content, so we figured, why not roll up some bards and throw them at Glenn? So, this, uh, so that I can kill them! <laughs> this will be a good time. And we welcome, as always, dear friend of the show, who is becoming a regular on our Class Warfares, Scald from Awfully Queer Heroes. Scald, good evening. How are things on the left coast this evening? Thank you so much. So good to be back, as always. Love doing these with you guys. Things are good here in sunny California. We're starting to get a little bit of fall weather, finally. But I am mostly just spent the day getting hyped up for all this. And you say we're throwing bards at Glenn, but honestly, I think it's more like Glenn is being thrown at the bards. We'll see if uh, survive. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Glenn's general distaste for the bard class is fairly legendary. So we'll see how we'll see how this works I'm out. Not accurate anymore. One of my <laughs> previous. Okay, that's fair. Previous yeah, dislike previous is legendary. Party. <laughs> uh, I have been won over slowly but surely, and Excellent. I think the 5e bard actually is part of it. I think it does yeah. a better job of providing the bard with more utility than that little girl in the meme that you see who looks like she's crying while playing the violin, and the caption is like, when the party is dying, but you, all you can do is play because you're a bard. That's yeah. how I used to feel about bards. Yeah, they yeah. Were, but no, you accept the bard yeah. much more now, yeah. much more now. So They're yeah. crunchy and good cool. with ketchup. <laughs> all right let's get in here with with some character introductions first of all lee Winiko, why don't you start this evening who are you playing and what magic items are they playing with i am playing lieutenant commander eridrell tarsus severil and i am a lieutenant commander on a spell jamming ship tasked to this crystal sphere with a special mission of which I will only impart to a select few. <laughs> That's auspicious. <laughs> I like it. Very uh, honest. Yes. And as far as magic items, I went with the glamoured studded leather and the cloak of protection. Cloak of Protection is relatively straightforward as far as what it's do doing for me. But as far as the glamoured started leather, it's a it's basically plus one leather that has some really nice ribbon roleplay abilities. Whether or not they come into play here or not, who knows? We'll find out. But in general, it allows quick changes of clothing. It can look like any armor I wish it to look like. So it's really good in that roleplay scenario. It's something that I honestly wish I had found y years ago. Picked it up by watching uh, Ted from Nerdum version it was on his top 10 magic items bards should have and i was like that's a nice grab i was already grabbing plus one studded leather let's make that switch and see how that plays because i can already see the great role playing potential for this character in specific outside of a single combat scenario cool all right 
Excellent. All right, Scald, how about you? What are you playing tonight? And what magic items are they are they grabbing? I will be playing as the illustrious Finnegus Tiny Bucket. I am a halfling and I <laughs> we lost Josh. Oh dear. He gets Finnegus really mad. Tiny he bucket. gets really mad when people get his name wrong. He is not small can, nor is he little pale. It's tiny bucket. You gotta get it right. Finnegus tiny bucket is a halfling bard, and he my magic item is also the glamour stud leather armor on him. It usually shows up in dark black. He wears mostly black, but because the armor can change its shape and form, he likes to adorn it in hot pink sequins. He has lots and lots of ear piercings and a very kind of bubbly personality. And he honestly just likes to explore and see the world. So he's nice he's out and about just seeing all that he can and causing mischief and mayhem wherever he might. Perfect. So short chamber pot would be bad as well. He might take offense at that. Yes, that could get you, that could get you some cutting words for sure. <laughs> I will Excellent. cutting words. Uh, so I am playing the Triton Seluna, and he is a College of Valor bard. My magic items are a plus one shield and a long sword of warning, which of course gives me advantage on initiative rolls. So he's very much meant to be upfront and personal in the combat, kind of a tank bard that I'm trying out here as a bard and and of course as appropriate his he's wearing scale armor being a triton i figured that that, that would work out well yeah his, uh, his job is to go ahead and be up front and i'm really kind of looking forward to this because i think it's i think it's going to work like a blade sicker because he has a lot of offensive magics also so i'm hoping that i'm hoping that this works out so you shall see all right all right mr myers are we how do we want to start this here do we want to do you want to roll initiative uh, well, first or do you want to you have a scenario for us I'm going to present you with a scenario first. I'll let you all decide amongst yourselves whether or not you have traveled together for a while and are familiar with each other and each other's tactics. If so, then, you know, feel free to table talk or whatever as you make decisions as a group. Just don't take too long. If you decide that you're strangers, which could be fun, but a disadvantage for you, I don't recommend it, then (laughs) play your cards a little closer to the chest. Mm. But these three bards have all been attracted by the rumor of an ancient tome of lore that is supposed to be hidden in a crypt in the center of a blighted swamp that was once a kingdom of old. So old and so long ago, no one even remembers its name. Hmm. But in the center of the swamp, the only solid ground left is the cemetery where this crypt lies. And somewhere within this crypt is supposed to be this ancient tome of lore, magic, and stories from the last age. You're pretty confident, and most of the rumors about it confirm that there must be something dangerous there, because many adventurers have gone before you over the years, and none have ever returned. Okay. That's not auspicious at all. There we are. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So can everybody see themselves on one side of a bridge leading towards the Waldorf area? Yes. Yes. And Josh, if you could queue up the music. I will queue up the music. Once you your square. Oh, we've got music for this one? Music from a friend of the show, Sean McRow. So. Thank Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Okay, yes, I can see my tune on the map. All right. Got it. So after days of trudging through this swamp, 
and then still managing to get a good night's rest just on the edge of the solid ground, you find yourselves across the bridge from your destination. The wall of the cemetery before you looms 12 feet high, which is taller than most cemeteries are built these days. The bridge in front of you is rickety, but in reasonable repair as it crosses a bit of the swamp, though you have been so soaked within the last few days, you could probably wade the stream and stay and not obtain any more dampness, especially from the cold mist that hangs in the air and the fog that surrounds it. Just outside of the wall ahead of you, you see a zombie or what appears to be a zombie, an undead form of, I mean, you can tell it's already like oozing putrescence, and but it's leaned over the corpse of a deer, chomping away merrily. And you <laughs> see another one in the, just inside the gateway here. That's the paintbrush, not the pointer. Yeah. Just inside the gateway here, that seems to be not noticing you, but shambling slowly towards his compatriot as it feasts on this animal on the side of the path. How would you like to proceed? That's disgusting. <laughs> so long as there's no spiders, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That seems to really be enjoying that deer, but that doesn't seem natural. I don't know about that. Have you ever seen me after a good night at the tavern? It's not too far <laughs> off. Mm. I suppose, I, although you normally keep your flesh on. Normally. This is true. I do tend to like it on me. <laughs> so we end it then? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think we end this. I'm not happy with this. I am going to move up just a little ways and see if I can discern anything else about the area, if it seems like there's anything else around. So I'm going to go up and just cross the bridge and take a look around, see if I notice anything else. That perception check, it sounds like you just rolled. Yep. That is a... Let's do... What is my perception? That's going to be a 16. As you're peering around from this side of the bridge, you do notice that the wall is in a pretty, pretty sad shape. There's mm. a lot of disrepair going on here. And from a little bit closer, you're able to see in just a little bit more through those breaks in the wall. Peering through the fog. This isn't creepy at all. Not in the slightest. <clears throat> no, aside from the two zombies who may or may not have hurt you, were you attempting to try to be stealthy? I was not. I just walked over. Granted, um, I wasn't singing at the top of my lungs. There are zombies distracted by a fresh corpse. Fair. Well, Though, lads, lads, I'm afraid it's as thick as pea soup. Can't see much from here. All right. I'll I'll move up, Finnegus. You should you should let me take the point on this, and I will. I don't want anything to, to harm you, so I will. Uh, I'll move up and kind of stand in front of Finnegus here. Point uh, of curiosity: How tall are you? I don't know, how tall is a Triton? Like 
man size? Six, five, six, five, six yes, feet, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm tiny, so I'll kind of look up and say, "You won't hear any complaints from me," and I'll just let you walk past. Yep. And are you attempting to be stealthy at all? Sure. I'm definitely. Yeah, I am trying to be stealthy. Okay. Let me roll my stealth check here. Let's see how you do. That is a modified twenty. Okay. Then you do fairly well. The bridge creaks under your weight a little bit, but your mm-hmm. armor does not jingle too terribly. And the zombies seem to stay still fairly focused on their meal. The second one has reached it and is now hunched over it as well. And they're fairly engrossed. Okay. And it's gross. And it's engrossing. And they're in. Yeah. 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 Have you ever seen an episode of The Walking Dead? Like yeah. when you take yeah. down Rick's horse before he gets in the tank? Yep. Yep. Awful. That's kind of what's okay. going on over there. I, well, Arad, I'll let you decide what you're going to do here. But I'm definitely keening my eye on those zombies, and if they make any such movement towards us, it will be met with resistance. Aerodrell will cross the bridge but hang in the mists. He will also attempt to use stealth and a little further afield, a little wider of the group just to make sure nothing comes up on our flank, as well as see if I can see anything else in that general direction. Okay, and your stealth check? Twenty-four. The unobservant zombies definitely do not notice you. They are completely engorged in their current endeavor. They're engorging themselves. Excellent. Okay. From this vantage point, do I see anything else in those areas that you've illuminated, like through those areas? Can I see? Yeah. I can give it more cut out. Unfortunately, I don't have anything but a square, <laughs> so bear with me. <laughs> Although in theory, I could make this draw to but that'll get all sloppy. So I'll give you, based on where you are, you've got an angle over to, say, this wall. I will give you almost all the way over to there, behind that wall. A little bit extra here. And deeper in. Okay. So inside those gaps, you're starting to see definitely some headstones and the mounds of graves. And you're pretty sure footprints or like something's been moving or walking around through the dirt around those graves. What do you think, lads? Should we uh, perhaps make the acquaintance of these two guests before we move on? Or are you feeling fairly confident? Let's take care of these two before we don't want to leave anything behind us, uh, just in case. So we should definitely we should don't take want care to get bit in the rear. That's for sure. Exactly. Agreed. Let's see. As we move up, I'll move up a little bit around where Seleneth is and poke my head out from behind him and shout, Oi! Oi, you! And see if I can get the attention of these two. <laughs> and I'll just, like, make a rude gesture. Yeah. 
So you yell at the zombies? Yes. Okay. They turn towards you with like bits of entrails hanging off of their face and a glazed expression. Their eyes, their eye sockets widen and when, they start uh, shambling towards you. So I guess we should roll initiative or something. Yeah, it's an 18 for me. Twelve for Aerodrell. And four. That's a seventeen for me. Seventeen. Have them roll their initiative. Okay, so at the top of our initiative order, as the round begins, we have Selenoth. Okay, so I am going to... You know what? I get two attacks in action. We'll start there. So I'm going to move 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, that's fine. And I will attack, um, attack the one to my left, first of all. We'll start there. Okay, so you're attacking here. Let's see. With the long sword of warning, that's only going to be a 12. Zombies are really easy to hit. That will do it. Didn't even seem hard. Okay, cool. I like it. So that's a D8 plus 2 for 3 points of damage. And then I have a second attack, so I will attack again. That one's a 15 for another 3 points of damage. Rolled a 1 on both my damage die. That's auspicious. Yeah. All right, we're so, going to make that one A now so that yeah. I can keep track of who's who in terms of hit points. Two points of damage and two successful attacks and six points of damage. That's, six points uh, of that's damage. Cool. Hey, yeah. That's six fewer hit yep. points than he had a minute ago, yep. but it doesn't seem to phase him much. Yep. I will, with a bonus action, I will give Finnegus Bardic Inspiration. I'll just call back and say, don't worry, these guys are super easy to hit. You've got this, little man. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, and next would be those zombies, actually. They, for zombies, did crazy good on initiative. And also have an 18. So the zombie that you struck strikes back, and he attempts to slam you. Will a 15 hit? It will not. His scabbering fingers leave bits of decaying flesh in the scales of your armor as he tries to grip grab the other one also attacks you will a 22 hit yeah yes that's right will a 22 hit yes it will and similarly he does three points of damage to you fabulous excellent as he attempts to grab hold and get any part of you he can into his mouth and drag you to the ground not today zombie that will bring us to Finnegus. All right. Aha! I am going to... Let's see. Those are almost at the edge of my range. Got a little short legs. I can't go very far. I'm going to fix my eyes on these two zombies that have squared off with Selena. And I'm going to say, Oi! You too! And flick my finger and there'll be a little pink spark. I'm going to cast Bane. So they both need to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, they're very charismatic. <laughs> Twice. Well, That's why they're got a seven. 
Nice. And one of them did get a 12. That's ah, okay. three, so he rolled a 15. They both fail, which means on their attack rolls, they are going to need to subtract a d4. Okay. And this lasts a minute. So on their subsequent attack rolls, they'll need to subtract a d4 from each of those. Then I will run on my little bare fuzzy feet up along the road. Five, ten, Use up all my movement to get next to Selenath, and I'm going to whip out my little rapier with a flourish, and I'm going to try and hit zombie A, kind of reaching around Selenath underneath where his arm is, just like, and stick him with that. And that is going to be a... 11... 16 to hit. A 16 will definitely hit all day and twice on Sunday. Heck yes. (laughs) We'll take it. And that's one plus four, so that's six damage. Your rapier definitely hacks off some putrid flesh while ah. more pierces through. And this zombie is clearly worse for the weather, at least bloodied. Nice. And Lieutenant Commander Eradriel. I will maneuver to here. Hurry up and, and maneuver. And I will look upon the foul creature and call out, May the light guide you and cast sacred flame. Ooh. He Very has nice. a deck save to make. Oh, really and I'm firing at B, by the way. B. Yes. His result is a zero. <laughs> I think that's a failure. That's two minus two. Nice. And my result is 12 points of radiant damage. Ooh. Nice. That wouldn't hurt him. Feel the burn. Although, strangely enough, it's not listed as on a zombie. It's, it's not a it's not a vulnerability. It's not listed as a vulnerability. But you said how many points? Twelve points of radiant damage. Uh, regardless of the twelve points, I'm going to actually make the radiant mean he automatically fails his endurance save because that was enough to drop him. So that zombie is consumed in a pillar of holy fire ah. and burns yeah. completely to ash. No, he doesn't turn giant. <laughs> oh, that was fun. It's like when a star dies, how it like it shoves off its outer coil and then grows. Yeah, balloons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any further um, actions? No ballooning zombies, thank you. I do have some additional movement. The smell of so, cooking meat is overpowering. So I step back to this point and attempt stealth. Yeah. Okay, as in like you're just ducking down and hoping they don't see you, or do you have the ability to hide as a bonus action? I do not have the ability to hide as a bonus action. Okay, so you are just trying to be unobtrusive. Correct. Um, I I was hidden. I was hidden beforehand. I fired. I'm just the one I fired at is the other two or the other one is engaged, and then I stepped back and crouched. Gotcha. Throw me a perception check, please, as you're so close to the wall. 
19. Can you see this swirl in the fog above you? Follow me up? Yep. Okay. So you see something that looks like a torch flame just zooming along in the air. It's very small, tiny even. And it okay. didn't necessarily follow that exact path, but you just catch it flitting about amongst the gravestones. If it, you were to give it a name, what it feels like it looks like it's doing is it looks like it's peeking around gravestones at you. Okay. But it takes no hostile action. Excellent. That's not weird at all. Not in the slightest. No. Yeah. Totally normal. Selenuth. Yes. Selenath. Selunath. Yeah. Yeah. So I am I am right ticked at this dude in front of me here. He you will see Selunath again with his sword in hand, but he will cast it behind him and it begins to glow with a green flame as he casts green flame blade. Okay. And will make his attack. It's a natural one. Ooh. Roll a d6 with me, my friend. Hey, that's my first. It's a six. And I also rolled a six. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Although, in class warfare, is what we do is just disadvantage, correct? On your next I'm, you are, you've got your hand on the handles, my friend, so. That's true, but I don't want to deviate from what we've established as our crit-fail rule in, yeah. in class warfare. So yes. we'll simply have disadvantage on your next round. Okay. All right, that is, yeah, then that's my attack, because that failed, so. If only you had a bardic inspiration. <sighs> if only. <laughs> Can I give myself oh, bard? I can't give myself bardic inspiration. Oh, no, it's its turn first. I apologize. It goes between y'all, so it makes it slam attack. You, unfortunately, a bard cannot inspire themselves, which is something yeah. we need to look at for our inspiration abilities. I don't. All of their attacks need the d4 subtracted from them. D4 subtracted. Yeah. Which he got a 15. And then we're going to take a D4 off of that. It's not going to hit anyway. Yeah, I was pretty sure that a 15 was already yeah. missing. Now it's missing even more. Minus three is a 12. Whew. Yeah. Misses so, yeah. a lot. All right. All right. I. So let's see. Brandon's concentration. So how's this zombie in front of me looking? It is about half dead. Yeah. Mm. It's looking fine since I got my sword stuck you, in the gear. You look about half dead to me. I will move up and I'm going to... Can I do a cantrip and a... I can do a cantrip and a melee attack, correct? If the cantrip has a bonus action, absolutely. Is, is a bonus action, absolutely. Let's find out. I think it is. Do, I actually want to save that. So instead, what I will do is... I am going to attack with my rapier again on this guy. Try and hit him with it. That's going to be a 14 to hit. A 14 will hit. All right. Takes eight slashing damage, or piercing rather. <laughs> eight piercing damage. Yeah. And then I will, because where we are, I'm going to go ahead and cast... I'm actually, I'm going to give inspiration to Eradriel because of where he is near the wall and say, let me know if you see anything and give him a little wink and a nod. And yeah, that'll be my turn. All right. 
you definitely did some serious okay. injury to this yes. thing with that strike. You might even still, you might even have pulled back a kidney on your blade, like a. Guitar. All right, go flick it off for some. Yeah, them's good eats. Yeah. Oh, you could roast it over his friend. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so uh, that's a question, actually, Glenn. So you said something about the smell of roasting meat because of the cooking zombie from the radiant fire. Oh, oh, okay. Shoot, I was like, wait a minute. What are we? Who's cooking? Burning meat. Who's barbecuing? <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. So, like, the zombie corpse is burning, and <laughs> literally Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, and Selenath smells good. <laughs> wait, still have to attack people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so Rodriel will move to this position, and but will, as he's passing, be looking down here to see if he sees anything and whether or not he needs to make a move. I guess I'll move to there and see what I see as you I'm going. You say down here. Are you talking about up there? Down, okay. As you glance in that direction, you do see that same little streak heading in deeper end to the graveyard now. And can I see any further, bearing in mind I have dark vision? Yes, I will give you where you are some more visual. Probably should have for all of you, so good call. We'll just cut off this section here for you completely. Ooh, whoa, okay. Assuming that's a statue, not a... Actual mm-hmm. Green Reaper. Yes, that is a statue. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, we found death. <laughs> hey guys, I found the bridge to away from here. <laughs> right. I've seen this in that in in that in that play Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Run away. <laughs> All right. All right. Not seeing any targets there. I will finish up my planned maneuver which is to go to here and again I will scorching ray the or yeah is that yeah scorching ray scorching ray works I think I'm was, sorry was, scorching uh, ray sacred flame sorry my apologies yeah. I will sacred flame the remaining zombie is it okay and zombie zombie okay. and they, uh, have they had a negative four they had a negative four, four for saves also I believe it was just on the pack rolls okay but let me double check. Hold on. Let's double check and see what Bane has to say. It's oh, it is on saving throws as well. Yeah. All right, because he's got a seventeen now, so this could make a difference. Yeah. Minus two is a fifteen. Fifteen is a meat, and that beats it. And it is, I believe, it is a save or suck. So it close. is indeed a save or suck. Tragic. That that Bane almost made the difference. So close. Yep. Goodness. All right. And let's see, so that was uh, I don't move. Action after your tantrum. Oh yeah, there we go. No, I'm just finishing my my uh, my motion. I'm just moving to that spot so nothing can come at me from behind me unless they go through a wall, at which point it'll be what it'll be. Fair enough. Okay. And that brings us to Selenath. All right, now I'm now I'm pissed because I like missed I 
bent the spell to go ahead and hit this guy and missed. So now it's going to attack him again with the longsword. Nothing fancy, nothing wild. First attack is an 18. That will hit. For eight points of damage. That's slashing. All right. Let's see. Is he still standing? He's there. He might be. Let's see what his save for fortitude is. He is not. Okay. All right. With that blow, you cut him in half. Cool. Um, I will... Let's see. I will take my movement to here, and I would like to hide behind this little embankment, and I want to get a perception within the uh, within the field here let's make your perception roll if you would sir that is a 12 as you're peering through there you see something small scurry amongst the headstones but based on its movement you're pretty sure it was some kind of an animal whether a raccoon a rat a skunk something but how far away is it how far away is it over here Okay. Do I have? I have an attack left. Could I throw a? Can I throw a dagger at it? You sure can. Yeah, I would like to do that. that that's definitely long range for it. Definitely long range. Right, so we'll be at disadvantage. That's fine. That is a nineteen. That will hit for six points of damage. You hear a loud squeak, and something falls still. Excellent. Got him. Congratulations, you have reduced the local vermin population. (laughs) (laughs) He jumped out at me. Could have been dangerous. Might have been. Better than have your toes bit. I will come up to the road here and peek in and see what my halfling eyes can see in the dark beyond. That is a nat 20 on perception. Okay, so way up the steps of this building through the center up here that you see, and I'll give you a little bit further onto, that's the wrong tool, onto that building. Cloud cutter. Way up here, you see a floating torch-like object. I'll turn on and go, wait, Selenoth, there's there's something up there, up the steps, and I'll point through the gloom. I I don't like the look of it, whatever it is. And you hear a strange, hollow hooting noise. It's like a hooting whistle blowing air over the top of or out of a tube or a milk jug. Either someone's doing improvised instrumental practice or we have a problem. But either way, I am mildly concerned. There's, there's something Great. up there. Probably just the graveyard jug band. I think we're okay. <laughs> Rodriel. I will make my maneuver since they have that point of attack well covered I'll move through here okay to here 
So I'm going to give you most of the map at this point. As you can see all the way up the sides, for the most part, from where you are. You're just missing what's inside that wall, which is clearly the crypt thing that you're looking for. And you can see most of it, just not all of it. From where you are, you can see all the way over as well. And as you step in, the small zooming light zooms back towards you just a bit, and a voice calls out. Ah! Welcome! My master says he assumes you have come for the book. We have... There need be no more bloodshed. Those that wander outside the walls are no longer under our protection. We would propose a different contest. As he says this, I would like to, trying to stay out of view, I would like to sneak up a little ways into the road. And I am trying to stay out of sight and be stealthy. So I'm going to go up to about there. And I can do stealth check for that. It's a 10 plus, so it's 22. 22. That is pretty darn stealthy. You feel like it's not seeing you at all. Okay. I will just hunker down and pretend to be a rock. Alright. You all appear... Yes, we've been watching you for some time as you came through our swamp, and you all appear to be talented musicians. Hmm? We have various talents. I will step out from my spot and just start walking down the road a little bit. My master! I am. And this flaming skull flies up a little bit closer. My, my master in life was once a great musician himself. And as opposed to bloodshed, would rather challenge you to a battle of music. Oh, I want to accept this. Should you beat him, and we will have a fair and impartial judge. Should you beat him, the book is yours. <laughs> but should you fail... Your souls are ours. A brief interlude. I have lived my whole life waiting for the moment I got pulling down to Georgia, and I am all frickin' for it. Eradriel, you get a message in your head from Selenath. We're kicking this guy's ass. In song. <laughs> I will stand up from where I've been crouched hiding and move over a little bit to where Selenoth is and says, All right, then let's dance, fancy pants. I'll step up. I didn't wear my dancing armor, but I think I'll be okay. Very well, then. And the crypt door opens and out steps. Adulahan. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Though he is not carrying a 
flaming head in one hand, but rather simply strides forward with his cape billowing ominously behind him, though there is no wind. Hmm. And the mists seem to part as he walks through them, as though he's making a grand entrance onto a stage. And he steps forward and he takes a deep bow. And the strange hooting noise comes from the holes in his severed neck. And the flame skull turns towards him for a moment and says, Yes, bear with me. And he turns back to you. He says, Would you like to perform first or second? My lord is so confident that in his ability to destroy you musically that he will give you the choice. Let him go first. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Let's see what he can do. The Dulahan shoulders shake as though he's laughing, and the strange hooting is odd and abbreviated, with weird squelches and occasional spurts of old, stagnated blood. Gross. As he steps forward, and he's got the large pommel of something on his back. Looks like a weapon pommel, but it's strangely blocky at one end. And the flaming head comes over here and settles on his neck hole. And he reaches (laughs) back behind him, and he pulls out a mighty battle axe that looks like this. Nice. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And he drags his fingers from the top of the cords down and fiery strings appear. Let me bring it back to the other map. And as he strums the first couple of experimental chords, an eerie music breaks out. And the chattering head is floating above his neck hole. says, wait, we need the judge. And the uh, headless apparition seems to sigh and it makes a loud hoot out of his neck hole (laughs) and a ghost rises up out of the ground you called you will be the judge and life you were also a musician though nowhere near as good as my noble lord so you will judge the competition fairly and equally but remember should you choose them well our Lord will be unhappy with you. But remember to be impartial. And he strums heavily across his keys and other ghosts begin to flit in to watch. And the first eerie chords of his unearthly tune begin to float through the air. And a few more ghosts join him in the background with ghostly instruments and form a full band. And his song is alien and strangely beautiful and haunting. Let's see how well he does it though. Oh, that's the wrong button. Because for a headless guy, he's got a solid, solid charisma. 
and he throws out a 17 for his performance check. It's a pretty solid performance. You guys are impressed. Mm. And also weirdly cold and shivery all at the same time. <laughs> and as the final chords fade and as these ghosts behind him put their instruments down, he laughs his hooting, blood-spurting laugh again and gestures to the center area here for you to take the stage. And the ghost and all of the other ghosts are all clapping silently around him. (laughs) (laughs) Very well. Now it is your turn to attempt. All right. Which one of us has got the better performance score? We perform as one. We do indeed. We are I am going to scoot up a little bit into the front because I'm short. I will have reached down into the into the kind of dirt and mud around my feet, gotten some charcoal or whatnot, and given myself a little bit of eye makeup here. So we can go. Nice. I'm going to whip out my flute and very quickly I'm going to cast pyrotechnics. So we've got a little bit of this dark purplish colored flame that's going to just come and form a little bit of a circle around us while we play on the ground and we can do our little trio with the fire here. Amazing. I put um, down my backpack. But again, you may have inspiration. That's not normally something awarded, but it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Let's yes. do it. Well done. So I, I set down my, my, my backpack and put my sword back in his scabbard and my shield on the ground and I pull out a set of bagpipes and nice. begin playing this wailful morning tune to to as if as if calling on the energies of the graveyard themselves but the tune it does have this dissonant aura to it as it floats through and I'd like him to give me a wisdom save please how many creatures can it affect targeting uh, specifically a creature I'm targeting him, the uh, the Dulan. Dulan? Yeah. Whew, 21. <sighs> cool. So, yeah, he just thinks it's this weird, dissonant tune just floating on through. Oh, my, that's fell off. What was it? As dissonant, it was, I was casting Dissonant Whispers. Dissonant Whispers, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Th- through my bagpipes, which felt appropriate. Absolutely. <laughs> As, as my bandmates begin to play, I am focusing in on the rhythm that they are beginning to make. I step into a, I step into position, step back a little bit and take out my hand drum and I will use the back, the use occasional hits on the tombstone next to me to have, to make additional sound and rhythm. And I started playing with this rhythm. As I am playing, I am building to a crescendo, and it's just like this rousing drumming, this and just lifting the sound up, and then I will cast thunderclap on my on my on my ending beat to to which will be heard for for a hundred feet around and thunder like it will shake the loose leaves from the trees. It will lift dirt, loose dirt at, uh, on the ground surrounding me, and it will literally cause the loose rocks on the broken walls to shift and, and shudder as I literally am waking the dead with the uh, with this amazing beat that I'm attempting to play. And I will go with my performance check. You will notice that more ghosts have appeared as you've been playing, because you are, and they're jamming out and dancing around you, and 
This is definitely probably the most bizarre experience any of you have ever had in a Sentai. <laughs> right. I'm, I am here for it. When he casts Thunderwave, I'm going to make all the fire around us just up. Nice. And if we are rolling performance checks, a mine Absolutely. is a, That's a 10 21. Ooh. Josh, you can have Bardic Inspiration. I will take it. <clears throat> I will take it. Can I use it right now? <laughs> yes. I will let you retcon giving each other inspiration earlier. Cause yeah. yeah. What's your, your bardic inspiration? Is what, a, D, a D10 right now? Yes, it, it should be. We're all the same level, so it should be yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a 12 total on my performance check, even with the bardic inspiration. Okay. I'm not rolling tonight. I'm rolling I, I rolled a 14. So did you say that somebody gave me inspiration as well? Yeah, Finnegan gave it to me earlier. earlier. Definitely, yeah. legitimately. Yeah. And that will give me a, a dirty 20. Okay. Nice. So we got a 20, a 22, and a 12, which is still yeah. a solid performance. Since you're rocking the bagpipe, that's kind of like the background melody, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the pyrotechnics in the other part. All right. Let's see how the judges saw it. My instrument is a pan flute, by the way. So I'll be rocking an nice. upstep to like graveyard dirge. Yeah. <laughs> pan flute dubstep. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> As the thunderclap fades and there's silence for a moment as the last of the purple flames die down, the ghosts surrounding you look as though they're cheering as loudly as they can, though you cannot hear a sound, and jumping up and down and waving their arms. And so is the judge, ghost. All right. Let's go. And nice skull, looking at the ghost that's jumping up, the ghost jumping up and down and looking at you and looking at the ghost and looking at you. And he goes, oh, no, this is not good. And the doula hand goes, Whoa! and with one mighty swing of his axe dissipates the judge ghost completely. Oh, snap. And all of the other ghosts flee in panic. <laughs> <laughs> and he swings his axe towards you as his hoot is still echoing through the graveyard and the skull scoots off in this direction yes master now we kill them Oi, that's cheating. <laughs> and the hoot seems to rumble deeply around you and through your chest and into the ground itself. Oh. That's not good. And four zombies claw their way out of the dirt. Alright. So you clearly won the Battle of the Bands, but the Dwayne doesn't seem to be honoring his but we will maintain the previous order of initiative. And the Doolahan and the Flame Skull were last. And as they just moved previously, we'll start at the top of initiative Okay. with Selenoth. Let's see here. All right. He will, as his item interaction, draw his sword again and throw his bagpipes down, pick up his shield, and look at you two. You two take them. I've got him. He will... Take his movement. That's not going to work. There you go. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And he will attack. 
The Dullahan rolls its shoulders in anticipation as it watches you closing. Yeah. That is an 18 on the first check. An 18 will hit. Woohoo! Okay. I'll roll the other one too, just to. Let's see. Sec- second attack is an 11, so I'm assuming that one will not that hit. Alright, so D8 plus 2. Three points of damage. Protecting a theme. Yeah, that's. Yeah. This is his poor. torso shakes and small hoots come out the top with his laughter as bits of gore and blood spray out of his neck. Some of it lands <laughs> on your shield. Ugh. Gross. Okay, yeah, that's my turn. Okay, and the zombies are next. This zombie is already right here, so he goes for Eladriel. And this one goes five. Zombies have short movement, right? No? Okay. 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 5. All right, so these two pet back here attack Eladriel. Back to a zombie, not the Dulahan for the swinging part. Does a 16 hit? Eladriel? Luanega? Hey, guard mute. Pain will... Yes, it beats it. Alright, so one hits. And the other one with an eight will miss. So the one that hit deals six damage as it tries oh. to use its weight to slam into you and drag you down. Attempting to get anything okay. it can in its mouth. Okay. Does six, you said? Six damage, yes, sir. So that's two zombies. A. B. Hey, hey. C. B. One of them will attack Finnegan. Oi! Oof, with a 20, dirty. Hmm. That's that, definitely a hit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For three damage. Okay. And one of them will... Attack with a 12 and miss our Valor Bard. Not on the right screen to see your name, and I cannot remember it. Sanglanath. Thank you. Many things open. Bear with me one second. That's part of my confusion. bring us to Finnegan. All right, all right, all right. This guy who took a swing at me, I am going to... I... Let's see. Yeah, the one right in front of me. I am going to... Let's see, does... does Eradriel still have inspiration? Or not inspiration, yeah, bardic inspiration currently. No? Okay. He used it on um, his performance, I believe. Yeah, I used it on my performance to get the dirty 20. Gotcha. Okay. In that case, I huh, I took 
spell from I'm College of Lore, and I took a spell that everybody hates, so I'm going to face off with this guy who took a chunk out of me, and I'm gonna go, oi! And I'm gonna snap my fingers and kind of flick my hand and send a bolt of this bright, hot pink fire out of my hand. I'm casting Eldritch Blast at this one. Nice. nice. <clears throat> and. Da, da, da. So that's. Especially like it's hot pink. Oh yeah, hot pink, <laughs> bright hot pink. That's a eighteen to hit. That will hit. Okay, and let's see, three. And you do a different attack roll for each one. So I'll direct um, one of the beams at this guy in front of me, one at the Dulahan, and one at D. So that one was an 18 to hit the first zombie. The one to hit D is a 10. And then the one to hit the Dulahan is a 21. Okay, so anything over an 8 will hit the zombies, and the Dulahan will get hit with a 21. Yes! Uh, you okay. said you were casting Eldritch Blast, or yes. Eldritch Blast splits three ways? It's got three bolts, yeah. Because of your level. Never mind. Yes. Crazy. Continue. No, you're here all good. Thank you for double checking. <laughs> so that's do a 1d10 for each one. That is three for C, four for D, and nine for the Dulahan. These bright pink bolts just shoot all over the place. And then I'll use my bonus action to shout over my shoulder to where Aradriel and says, Oi, big man, you've got this! And I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration to Aradriel. Wait. Oh. Sorry, I don't need it. Keep him alive. <laughs> and Aradriel, that brings it to you. I am not 100% sure how this is going to work, so I'm actually going to risk the attack of opportunity to step one back. And so you attack that attack. I'm aware of two of them. Okay. All right. right. So one of them has a dirty 21. That's four. I'm going to take that hit. No, you're not. So so as a reaction, that is within 60 feet of me. I'm going to cast Silvery Barbs. He has to reroll. All right. Nice. 11. There you go. Cool. And so not only has he now missed, I have advantage on my next attack. Awesome. Nice. You're welcome. Very excellent. And the second one, does he take the attack of opportunity? He does. With a seven to hit, so he will miss. Excellent, friend. And (laughs) will then, because I still had my drum, raise it in the air, spin it around, and call forth the gods of thunder. And slam my hand drum one last time and cast thunder wave and upcast that bad boy to fourth level, they have a DC 15 check to make. Nice. Thunderwave, does that affect your ally as well? Except it's a 15-foot cube, which I am going to place. Not on, not centered on yourself, but going off of yourself towards the other two. That's why I stepped back, so I could get both of them. Perfect. Except that the range is self. Oh, it starts itself? Yeah. Right. Oh, shoot. I missed that. Like it waves out from you. In that case, I will step forward again. I didn't realize that. Okay, you didn't need to step back. <laughs> you ignore the move part. Oh, so it's 15 foot centered on me. 
got it. Yeah. Wait, okay, and so are we reckoning that you didn't move, therefore there were no attacks of opportunity? And- didn't cast a spell, yeah, you can have your spell slot back, I'll let that reckon. That's what I'm asking, thank you, appreciate right. it. And then, in that case, at 15 foot, that's this block like that, correct? It's 15 right. feet from you in each direction, I think. Oh, no, it's a 15 foot cube, you're right, you're right, yep. Okay, so... In that case, that's what I'll do. They and they have their save. It's DC fifteen. Okay. And which save is it? It's Constitution. I've got a fifteen and a dirty twenty. That's the only Ouch. stat they have a decent bonus on. And I believe that is going to be save for half. Good thing they upcast that because that is five D eight. I should still do it even if they failed. I succeeded rather. Yeah, 23 total. All right, so they're going to take 11 each. Because they both made it with the 15 yep. being the lower number? Yep. Yep. All right, A and B. 11. Okay. Any further actions? They're uh, both severely damaged, bloodied even. That is, I don't think I have any bonus actions at work here, but I'm going to look at that just in case. Oh, yes, I do have a bonus action. I will starlight step 30 feet away from that bad place. <laughs> All right. So I will move. here no I don't want to get that far away from her I want to be able to I don't want to be able to help them yeah so I'm gonna move to there so not now nah, I, I want to move so they can't reach me so I will I will definitely go to Does that conclude your turn? And that concludes my turn. Next is the Dulahan. Oh, damn it. I'm so bad at running big monsters. Oh, well. <laughs> so the Dulahan wields his mighty axe in two hands and takes a mighty swing at you. For a 14, which will miss. That will miss. With a second attack, we'll get a 16. Still a miss. Nice. Oh, he hoots. And then it is the Flame Skull's turn. And he flies over here. And. He drops a fireball <laughs> on Eladriel. It's going to hit zombie C, but it should get Selenuth. Nope, just behind Eladriel. It's going to miss. 
It's going to set it up to miss the Doolahan, obviously. But to do that, the edge of it's still going to catch D. So it's going to be C and D are both also going to take this fireball. But R, B, and A. Yeah, they are too. So he might kill all of his own zombies in the process, but he's doing it. Yeah, they're zombies. They recycle. So everyone will need a dexterity saving throw. Hey. But not when I roll that badly. That's 24 for me. Oh! Dex is... Ooh, I have high dex. That's nice. That is a dirty 20 for me. Okay. And 11. I rolled a total of an... I rolled a total of an 8. Ugh. Dang. The damage is 23. You take all of it. Your compatriots take half. And let's see how the zombies do. in the interest of full disclosure, that was a natural one. Oh! Then you will also have disadvantage on your next turn. <laughs> and good job. <laughs> All right, we've both got ours out of the way. Uh, Skulls, it's almost your turn. Next, to get the next yeah. one. Fail. Yep. Fail. Okay, so all of the zombies, all of the zombies are incinerated to zero hit points. They get their con save to stay up. Did not work. That one stays up. That one stays up. Oh, one of them is fully incinerated. And it was A. The others take half. Which may kill some of them. I haven't looked yet. Because uh, some of them are already injured. So B was also injured. So B is also dead. Oh no, he failed. He, they all died. Because they failed their saving throw. This was their undead fortitude saving throw to come back with one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So they all look like hell. They started to fall down. They're even still somewhat on fire. <laughs> nice. That was excellent. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he's kind of swirling in the branches of that tree for cover. And that will bring us back to the top for Selenoth. Cool. All right. So... I, so as everything is kind of swirling around, I will try to picture the, what's the name of the creature that we're facing? The Dalon? Dalon, yeah, thank you, yeah. And I just kind of like start focusing on him and I'm I'm casting Rolothim's Psychic Lance, which is a fourth level enchantment spell. I'm unleashing a shimmering lance of psychic power from my forehead, basically going to run him through. I need, I'm calling his name on, and the target must make an intelligence saving throw. Guessing an 11 misses. An 11 certainly does miss. So. Then I'm afraid he's going to have to use one of his two legendary resistances and choose to succeed instead. Oh, okay, that's fine. It. That's fine. I need to get myself some D6s, though. Alright. 7D6 worth of psychic damage. So that's 10, 24. So he takes 12. Okay. And is not incapacitated because he succeeded. 
But that's okay. I will let him burn his. I will let him burn his legendary resistances. If he doesn't burn them, he'd die with them. Exactly. Yeah. Any further actions? Uh, that's my turn. Yep. Okay. Zombie A is dead. Zombie B, five ten, moves up to chomp on. Then again, the Dulahan gestures furiously for Zombie D to step sideways, and it does. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to flank me. I didn't do it the first turn on purpose with that, as the, yeah. the zombie wasn't smart enough, but he commands them. So I've got three zombie attacks coming at y'all with advantage. Oof. Oh, wait. Rewind just a second. Before that happens, at the end of your turn, the Dulahan uses one of his legendary actions, and this is the part that I suck at. <laughs> is remembering to do that? Yep. And he uses Frightful Presence, which does cost him two actions. And each creature of his choice within 30 feet and succeed in a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of him until the end of its his next turn. Ooh, this is not good. Yeah, 19. A, I failed. I, I do not have my Bardic Inspiration. That's right. I used it. And I Eladriel? I failed. And the two of you both have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while he is within your line of sight and you cannot willingly move closer. Oh, okay. That's fine. Fine. Then execute the move where the zombie staggers forward yeah. and chomps on some folk. So, first zombie attack will do on Selenoth. We've got a 30, 22. Cool, silvery barbs. Okay. The second roll is a 17. That will miss, and I now have advantage, which cancels my disadvantage. It does indeed. And see. And do we get to make that save again at the end of each turn, or? Let's. No, it's just until the end of his next turn. Okay, so we're only frightened until the end of his next turn. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. And D. C and B both attack Finnegan. Hey. All right. 16. That is not going to hit. All right. And 13. So they will both. <laughs> <hit you. laughs> nice. And that brings us to Finnegan's turn. All right. All right. What are we going to What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? <sighs> I am going to think. How is Selenoth looking? I've taken some damage, but I'm fine. Okay. In that case, let's see. Do we get two attacks? I'm trying yes. to remember. Okay. In that case, question for the DM. Could I use my inspiration to, as a bonus action, try to do an intimidation check on that little freaking floating skull? And your, the goal of your intimidation? To frighten him? Yeah. And you're going to use your inspiration to do something? Yes, okay. so that I can I'll, still I'll have let my... You try it. I will whirl around after I dodge these two attacks, and I'll whirl around and say, Oink! You! When I get you, I'm going to turn you into a spoon! And then I will turn <laughs> and stab at the zombies. The intimidation is a... Oh, it's 13 times 2. I can math. 26. And then wow. I have a plus 13 to intimidation. 
very angry, tiny half. So he did really well, and but yeah, not anywhere near good enough for that. So he's definitely seems to be a little bit intimidated, like he cowers behind a branch for a minute. Gonna he's gonna turn you into a spoon. You'll have to take care of my boss first. Chicken. And then I will turn and try to attack these two zombies on either side of me. The first one is, let's see, what is that hit? A 16 to hit? 16 will hit. And the second one is a 14 to hit. Also will hit. Okay. Are you attacking That's the same one twice or each of them? Each of them. Okay. I'll turn and stab and I'll whirl in and stab at the other one. That is six damage on the first one and nine on the second. Right. They do not get to undead fortitude a second time. Ah. They are dead. Ah. And that is my full turn. Nice. And then as they as the zombies fall, I'll turn if I can see where the little skull is floating in the tree and just do a little... He is cowering behind a branch at the moment. I'm coming for him. Aladria. Feeling not the slight bit of remorse for the kill I am about to swipe from Finnegan. I will also <laughs> use Ralph Lance and I will stow the I will stow the hand drum and my hands will come together, spin twice like this, and then start rotating in rapid fashion as I well up my psychic energy and I will look directly at the cowering skull and I will say, my mind to your mind you end this night. And he needs a save versus Rolotham Psychic Lance, upcast to fourth level. And the save is? DC 15. Stat, wisdom, intelligence. Intelligence, sorry. And he has an eight. So he fails. And he will take all 96. Nine dice six for 42 psychic damage Ooh. dang <laughs> nicely done he explodes in shards of bone <laughs> Finnegus goes hey that one is mine and the Dulahan hoots and fury <laughs> hold your tongue and your turn you're next Join us next week for the conclusion of this Class Warfare episode. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.